Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the blind, Andrew Gunn. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast, going live on Instagram now, getting ready to answer questions sent in uh, by some listeners, talking all things Rugby League, so we're just waiting for people to join. G'day guys, uh, welcome to the live, any questions you've got, send them through, uh, recording for the podcast, so all will be available uh, tomorrow if you can't join us for the entire time. Aiden, hope you're well mate, have to catch up soon for a brewski. Jaden, welcome on, mate. Any questions you got, guys, send them through. Anything rugby league, get us started. Cast can Knights make the top eight, you think? Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be tough for Newcastle just because there's all the top eight teams. I don't see too many of them falling down the ladder too far next year. So I think getting into the top eight is going to be pretty damn tough. I also think that despite Newcastle recruiting really well, I'm a big fan of all of the recruitment decisions they've made. Uh, there's a lot of other teams around them that have done very similar. So Canterbury, they're obviously going to improve out of sight. Manly will get turbo back. So Newcastle, I think they were at 650 a couple of weeks ago to make the top eight. I think that's really good value. Uh, but that doesn't mean I'm confident they're going to make the eight. I think there's value there. But uh, yeah, I'm just, I just, like, I think the Raiders underachieved last year. I think the Roosters, South Sydney, Melbourne, I think they all underachieved last year and they were all in the top eight. So it's going to be really tough for one of these bottom eight teams to crack into it. Um, you know, you've obviously got Cowboys, Parramatta, uh, North Queensland Cowboys, these teams that probably uh, improved a little bit last year or potentially overachieved, if you want to call it that. But I don't see any of those three teams dropping out of the eight at the moment. So very, very tough to see how Newcastle get in, but I don't mind the value, mate. Thoughts on the Broncos' new kit? Uh, I hated it when I first saw it. Uh, I'll tell you, it, it has kind of warmed up on me. I do think uh, that the white collar looks a little bit strange, but I saw another uh, jersey page, and f- f- forgive me, I can't remember what the name of the page was, point out that it kind of fits in with the uh, the thicker, bolder white stripe on the shorts and on the jersey. Uh, so it did sort of, it started to appeal to me a little bit more there, but I don't like the design on the bottom of the jersey. Uh, in saying that, I get to every single preseason, and I have about eight jerseys that I absolutely hate, and then by the end of the season, I completely fucking forget about it. So I'm sure we'll get used to it. I think 
think if Brisbane are playing good footy, uh, I think any jersey looks great up there at Suncorp. So we'll see how it plays out. But yeah, my live reaction, I was not a fan of it. Um, Josh, welcome on, mate. Uh, what have we got? Young Gun to have a breakout season. Uh, I really like Jermaine Hopgood over at the Parramatta Eels. He's made the move there. I think he'll start in the 13. Oh, well, Brad Arthur came out and said the other day he'll start in the 13 whilst Ryan Madison isn't playing the first few weeks. So I think Jermaine Hopgood, he's in for a very good season. Josh Wong from the Sydney Roosters. I uh, really, really like him. I think he's going to be something special at the Chooks. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that Jermaine Hopgood, he's, gonna, he's not an overly young guy. He's been around for a little bit, but I think he's going to be the big breakout guy. Um, Kempi, how big is Kempi Schnoz? We'll be back tomorrow, guys. Bloke in a bar drops at 3 p.m. tomorrow. Uh, we're going to have a look at the first eight teams in the comp. Not sure what order we're going to do it in. But we're going to take a deep dive into their rosters and how they'll line up. So that'll be really exciting. Looking forward to that. Should be a big three or four hour epic. Uh, any thoughts on the rumors of dog signing Moses? Where are they getting that money from? Yeah, a lot of rumors going around about where Mitch will go. I personally think he'll stay at the Parramatta Eels. I'd love to see him land at Canterbury. I think that Kyle Flanagan is a guy you can be relevant and successful with. I'm not sure if they can win a comp with him, uh, but the beauty of Kyle Flanagan is that he is less value and you can pack it with absolute stars everywhere else. I think if they get Mitch Moses, I don't think they'll be able to keep all the guys they've got at the moment. But I can't see their salary cap. Phil Gould, he's an absolute genius. I'm sure he'll make it work. Uh, how hard will fantasy be this season with a bye each round? Don't play fantasy, mate, but play Supercoach, and I'm sure that we will have the same problems as you guys will. I think it's going to be very, very tough. Draft-wise, it's going to be interesting. You obviously don't want to have players at the back end of the season with buys. I think Parramatta, they have the buy in grand final week. If you play your buy the week before the last week, South Sydney have the buy there. So your Guthos, your Dylan Browns, your Mitch Moses, uh, your Latrell Mitchells, your Cody Walkers, your Damian Cooks, Cam Murrays, these sort of guys. They drop in value big time as far as draft goes. For Classic, uh, I'm probably not the best person to talk to, to be honest with you. I'm really looking forward to diving into and picking Timmy Williams' brain on beers and break-evens when we return about mid-January. Uh, he's probably the better guy to ask than me, to be honest with you, when it comes to Classic. Aaron Clark in Supercoach this year, Jewel Hooker to 2RF, and surely big minutes at lock. Yeah, I'm a huge fan, mate. I almost jumped on him last year. I think he got injured a couple of weeks later, so thank God I didn't. Another bullet dodge last year. Uh, but yeah, I'm a huge fan of Aaron Clark, mate. I, I'll be honestly I wasn't huge on him when he was playing nine it just it just didn't seem natural to me uh when he moved to 13 I thought he was very impressive so he's definitely a guy that'll be on my radar as far as classic and draft have to have a look at his price uh but I imagine uh we're we're in for something special there who's your early pick for rookie of the year next season uh tough mate I'd have to go through and see who played less than five games or whatever it is from last season as I said I do like Josh Wong I'm not sure if he's going to stack up enough games to be able to win that award uh but I think he will be there and thereabouts but I'll have to have a deeper look at who played enough games to qualify for next season uh, who, what have we got? Uh, I understand my Chook signed Allen as a depth signing. Do you see him maybe snagging a backline spot? Yeah, potentially. Uh, there's a lot of signings that Trent Robinson has made over the last 18 months, especially in the outside backs that I don't really understand, to be honest with you. But Corey Allen, it wasn't that long ago, he was playing Origin. Wayne Bennett got the absolute best out of him. So fingers crossed, Trent Barrett can do something similar. But yeah, I, I don't quite understand what Robbo's doing with his outside backs at the moment. Uh, but, you know, they had Hutcho playing left centre at the back end of last season. So I suppose Corey. Corey Allen, who's played Origin, he could probably do a better job there. So uh, we'll see how it plays out. Jackson Paulo, Corey Allen, a few other guys that I'm not 
totally convinced on. Uh, but Trent Robinson, he's forgotten more about footy than what I know. So we'll see how it plays out. All-Stars game into All-Stars weekend featuring Polynesian and All-Stars game on Sunday. Yeah, I'd love it, Webster. I think it'd be great. I think it's an unreal idea. I'm not sure the logistics of it and everything. I'm sure that they are thinking along the same lines or come up with something that's along those same lines. But, uh, yeah, I, I think it'd be great, mate. The more footy that we can get as far as representing culture, I think the better. West Tigers top eight this year. I don't think so. I think they will improve, uh, but I don't think they'll make the top eight, mate. I'm Yeah, I think they'll be about 11, 12 around that mark. I just think they've signed a really good forward pack, but I've just got so many question marks around their outside backs and their halves as well, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, they've obviously they've obviously signed Api Curacao, which has been huge, uh, but the Tigers as well, they do have a bit of a history of not getting the very best out of big-name signings from other clubs. So we'll see how it plays out. I think the Tigers improve, definitely, uh, but I don't think they'll be a top-eight side. Favourite signing so far. I'm very excited to see Reese Walsh. Spoke to Timmy Williams last week about it. He got me really hot and heavy about Reese Walsh. Very keen to see him. Reed Marnie, I'm really excited for. Obviously, Viliami Kikau is probably going to be, uh, you know, the the front page sort of guy as far as signings for Canterbury. But I just can't wait to see the impact that Reed's going to have on that team and on Matty Burton. So very, very excited about those guys. Very keen to see what Kieran Foran does to the Gold Coast Titans. They've been begging to have a guy like him for the last 18 months or so. So very keen to see how he goes. Hopefully Foz, uh, he can do what he did at Manly this year and just play all 27 games or whatever it might be. Hopefully 30-odd games if the Gold Coast Titans can play finals footy this year. But yeah, Kieran Foran, he's one I'm very, very excited to see. Any news on Bevan French, the NRL? Yeah, the rumours were the Newcastle Knights, but uh, I haven't heard anything about that since. I don't think it's been confirmed at all. Uh, love Bevan French, very talented player. He's killed it over there in the Super League. Uh, but yeah, I, like he, he's a little bit too much of a small body back when he was playing. But obviously, you've seen what your Ryan Pappenhausen and these sort of guys have done. So I'd love to see Bevan given another, another opportunity. Miller tonight still will just go Hodgson at one since they want KP at one. I still think they'll sign someone, mate. I'm not sure who it'll be. Lockie Miller would be my pick. I think that'll be a win for everyone all round. I don't think the Sharks need Lockie Miller. He's a very talented player, but I think it was pretty evident last year that uh, they've got Dykes ahead of him at the moment. So uh, I would let Lockie Miller go if I was the Sharkies, and I think he will do very good things at Newcastle. Uh, and even if... The whole KP thing goes up in flames and they move him back to fullback. You can play Lockie Miller at centre. You can play him at wing. He's a versatile guy, so I just think it's the way to go. Avarillo deserve fullback over Crichton from rumours. I think Avarillo will be the fullback, mate, uh, as it stands right now. If they sign Stephen Crichton... Different conversation. Obviously, I think they'll sign Stephen Crichton on too much money not to play him, but uh, I'd like to think that if Crichton was going to Canterbury, he'd probably be there pretty soon. So I think he'll stay at the Penrith Panthers for this upcoming season. Um, does Katoa have a decent shot at halfback spot for the Dolphins? 100% he does, Brad. Uh, I wouldn't play him there at halfback. I think that playing a kid in his debut game as the Dolphins start a brand-new franchise is a little bit too much for me. You have got Sean O'Sullivan, uh, who's an established seven. He can handle himself. He can direct a team around the park. So I would go with SOS and Anthony Milford to start the season. Uh, but I would definitely have Isaiah Katoa coming off the bench during the year, and I'd like to think 2024 uh, he'd be our guy. But I just think starting a new franchise with a rookie halfback, uh, I think you're asking for a little bit of trouble there, personally. Uh, you all know I'm a huge Katoa fan. 
Ryan. Been talking about him for two or three years, uh, absolutely wrapping him the house down. Uh, but I just think it's too much of an ask to start a new franchise with a rookie seven personally. Uh, I think it could all go to shit pretty quickly if you go down that avenue. Uh, be patient. He's got a whole career in front of him. He's got a franchise there that he could lead for a very long time. I just don't think there's any need to rush him in in that seven jersey. Uh, what have we got? The New South Wales Blues kit, I don't rate. Yeah, I don't like it either, to be honest with you, mate. I thought the Queensland one was unreal. I absolutely love that. Uh, obviously, you chuck a white collar on anything, it looks a billion times fucking better. I don't know how many times we have to see it to learn. Uh, yeah, the New South Wales jersey didn't really do it for me. It looked a bit like a training kit. I think the Westpac um, sponsorship there looked a little bit out of shape as well. So, not overly keen on it. I was heaps less keen on it once I saw the Queensland one come out that is clean. Um, what have we got? If Tommy and Latrella fit, do you think Burton can push Luai out of the Blues uh, due to his massive boot? I probably don't, to be honest with you. I think that Luai will be the starting 5-8. I don't think Freddie will change it. Uh, if they were to go down in game one and game two, and maybe it's a dead rubber, maybe then looks in a different direction. But Luai's won two comps in a row with Nathan Cleary. They've won what, one Origin Series together, I think it is. Uh, they obviously lost last year, but I think it will be Luai. I think Matt Burton's going to be the unlucky man out because I think Turbo... Comes back into this side at right centre, and I think Jack White, and he has to be in the team somewhere. I think he'll probably be in the 14, or they might just carry him along with a hooker. But I feel like Matt Burton, barring injuries, I think he might be the unlucky guy in this New South Wales uh, setup. Sharks, no recruiting. Yeah, I don't think the Sharks needed to, though, Anthony, to be honest. I think they've got a really nice side there that can genuinely win a comp over the next few years. Uh, they lost a couple of guys, Fafita, Tolman, Pele, uh, but they've got so many young kids coming through that system, and uh, I, I just don't think they need to go out and make signings. When you have a look at last year, Dale Finucane walked in, uh, Nico Hines walked in. You can't make big signings every single year. Um, and to be honest with you, a club that is finishing in the top four that doesn't make any signings and doesn't really lose any of their starting 13, I think you're in a good position there. Yeah, you can't have big signing years every single season. Uh, so I think the Sharkies are fine, mate. Uh, your opinion on Gus taking – talking about the young Lebanese player having a good chance of playing seven at some point in 2023. Yeah, his name escapes me at the moment as well. Sorry, Cody, but I, I, I really like the look of him. Rajab, I think his name was. Uh, I've, I've seen him play uh, SG Ball in a few different positions. Very handy guy. Uh, I'm not sure if halfback is his best position because I haven't seen him play enough, but I think down the track he could be a really good guy to play at 13 or, or have as a 14. So uh, if Gus is saying that, I, I probably doubt he will be the halfback. I think Flano will have the jersey. But I wouldn't be surprised if this kid does get an opportunity at some point. I think that if we get to the back end of the season and Canterbury aren't in finals contention like they should be, I think you're a really good chance to see him. Is Jacko Hastings and Bradman, Bradman Best the new rugby league bromance? Yeah, the boys have been getting stuck into it the last few days. I think they might be living together. I actually don't know. I'm probably talking out of my ass. But they seem to be spending a lot of time together, Jacko. So uh, really good to see him go up there. Uh, he's enjoying his footy. He's enjoying his training. Uh, you know, making mates up there. It's good to see. And, uh, yeah, hopefully... Hopefully, Bradman Best, we can see him finally have the season that he probably should, uh, that he probably should have had for a long time. I think that, uh, I think Jacko is going to free up KP a lot. And when KP's freed up, the left edge for Newcastle is where you want to be. And that's where Bradman Best sits. So I really, really like Bradman Best this year. I just hope he can go injury free. I really do. But yeah, it does seem to be a little bit of a bromance up there building. Uh, does a new coach at the start of the season better than getting a mid season? And why? Does a, new, does a new coach at the start of the season better than getting a coach mid-season? Why? 100%. Uh, you want to have a whole pre-season with your team. You want to be able to go on training camps. You want to be able to set down the foundations, the goals, the standards for that season. Coming in mid-season, uh, it's, it's very different to me. You know, seasons that... Ha 
the, the coaches come in halfway through, they're not expected to achieve too much. Normally, if you come in halfway through the year as a new coach, uh, quite often it's because something has gone wrong previously, so expectations aren't too high. I love, I hate it when teams make decisions mid-season. Personally, I think that they should just make them at the start of the season. If there's a guy that they are second-guessing, I, I like them to... Uh, pull the trigger to be honest with you and that's what I understand the angle of some Manly fans saying that they're glad that the club made the decision now and not mid-season and I understand that um, but yeah I, I I think it must be tough as a coach coming in mid-season I look at Brett Kamali last year at the West Tigers he came in obviously he wasn't going to be the full-time coach moving forward uh, but then it's also a case of if I come in as a new coach and I see guys all of a sudden putting in more effort and whatnot after a new coach arrives because he's going to be the coach in the future what does that say about their character and everything so double-edged sword in a number of ways to be honest with you mate but uh an interesting one to think about south top four and trell dallium i like the trell shout i think he'll go close to dallium this year i think with the full preseason he's going to really explode and south's i think i think without any if they have a good injury run i think they should be able to push for the top four where does turbo fit into the australian squad i think right center mate i think he will be there without a doubt um what have we God, how long do you reckon Phil Good has left before he starts getting the blame? Uh, yeah, it's an interesting one with Gus. Uh, I, I, I think Canterbury will start to turn it around, to be honest with you, mate. I really do. Uh, if they don't, it will be interesting because someone's going to have to take the blame. Just sign Serato on a five-year deal, so all chips are in there, apparently. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I haven't thought about that, to be honest with you, but feel good. He's uh, he's a master of manipulation. He's a master of controlling situations, controlling the narrative that comes out of situations. Uh, so I'm sure he'll take care of himself, mate. Uh, NRL fans, WA, bro, reach out to me. Really sorry. I was meant to do a podcast with him last week. Uh, shit came up and whatnot. Please send me a message, mate. We'll sort something out. Um... I've been up for three days smoking crack. How <laughs> was your weekend? Better than yours by the sounds of it, Liam. Um, greatest player of all time. I always say Cam Smith, mate, but the more I have a look at Joey's career, I think that if we would have got a full career of Joey injury free, I think that might be a different conversation. But based on achievements and whatnot, I would go with Cam Smith. What's your take on Eels keeping their halves? We spoke about this on Bloke in a Bar last week. I dropped a reel on it as well. I hope and think they will keep both of them. I really do. So fingers crossed for you, Parramatta fans, uh, that that comes through. Um, what have we got? Uh, gun to head, who is Knight's fullback for 2023, assuming we don't sign Miller. If you don't sign Miller, I a lot of people have thrown up Hodgson. I know he came over here with a lot of hype. I haven't seen much or heard much of him since he arrived, to be honest with you. And Maybe I've slept on him a little bit, but I would seriously consider playing like a Kurt Mann there, potentially. Uh, Dane Gagai is another option that I think people sleep on a little bit. I think he could be fantastic out of fullback. I think he'd be really good. But Kurt Mann, you don't really have a spot for him at the moment, uh, so he might not, not be a bad little shout there either. Um, could we put the end of the collar use down to the Gordon Tallis? Yeah, potentially, mate. You might be right, Bradley. Real dribbly stuff there. Thoughts on that New South Wales kit? Not a fan. 
Uh, Sharks next year. I think they'll be top eight again, mate. I think they'll be up there contending with the best of them. Raiders, $20 to win the comp. Imagine Sticky could be a great duo. Imagine Sticky could be the greatest duo or the worst duo. I'm not sure which way it's going to go. Uh, if everything's going well down there in the nation's capital, uh, it could be pretty scary with those two. But if it all starts to go to shit, fuck, it's going to be a bad day to be, be a Canberra Raiders uh, player. It's going to be tough. Um, all right, guys, I'm going to scroll right to the bottom. Going to give you a couple more minutes. I'm going to hit the road. Uh, Tawala at fullback. Yeah, I'm, I've only ever really seen Tawala play wing or centre, so I haven't seen him at fullback. Maybe he's played there in Reggie's that I haven't seen, but uh, I probably can't comment, to be honest with you, mate. Uh, any chance of covering more Super League during the season? Probably not, to be honest with you, Brad. Uh, I literally don't have time. Eh? Uh, the way the amount of depth that we go into for Bloke and Abara and whatnot, uh, watching all eight games as deeply as we do, I watch some of them twice a week and whatnot. I just don't think I have time to do Super League. Uh, and if I did do Super League, it would be a half-ass effort, which wouldn't be fair to you guys. So as I always say, I won't talk out of my ass and you know try and cover stuff that I'm not really passionate about and don't follow. Uh, so Super League, probably not for me, mate. But hopefully there's creators out there uh, that can sort of take a big lift there and go big on the Super League. Bronson Zeri, big fan. Love that he's coming back. Made his mistake. Uh, served his time. Really looking forward to seeing him come back and hopefully build a new chapter. Uh, okay, guys, I'm going to hit the road. If you missed any of this live, it'll all be available tomorrow morning on the Rugby League Guru Podcast. You can catch that one bright and early, and then we'll be answering some of your questions that were sent in last week as well during the day. So plenty of content coming on the Rugby League Guru Podcast tomorrow, and then we will be dropping Bloke in a Bar at 3 o'clock, myself, Timmy Williams, and Kempi uh, going through uh, eight of the 17 teams, maybe nine, not sure how many we're doing, uh, taking a deep dive into their squads and everything. So three p.m. Monday afternoon. That'll all be available. Cheers, Legends. Talk to you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.